comes ahead on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. the other way. Look who's running hard after defensively. Wayne Rooney, the net is empty. Big collision by the captain. That is unbelievable effort. Rooney putting one up. Bacosta. The Stateside Soccer Show with Logan and Jordan. Hello and welcome to the Stateside Soccer Show. Our first time that we are going live immediately after a result. Of course, it's it's against uh, the, the the worst result that we that we had in this uh, tournament so far. I am Jordan Wiegand, and with me today uh, is Logan Stone. How's it going, Jordan? Joe's joined us. Um, but, oh, has he? Oh, man, yeah. Joe, man. Uh, this is, yeah, you uh, know, so I, I had said, I think, last time that I thought this game would be a little bit closer to the England game because I didn't expect – I didn't expect to do what they did they did something that was very anti-dutch and in fact a lot of the dutch pundits were upset with the way this game was playing out even though they were up 2-0 at halftime they said the goals were good but it didn't look like dutch football is what some of them were saying and the reason Mm -hmm. why is because louis van hall did what he needed to do and he sat back and just let us have the ball and he let us have the ball because he knew we weren't gonna score with the ball and uh, that we couldn't make those things. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, and and it's uh, we can't be like super disappointed. I know some people are like ready to jump off a cliff here, but you know this team didn't lose at all in the group stage either. And this team is uh, one of the best teams. They haven't lost a World Cup game in sixteen games. Now that's a little different because they got bounced out in penalties before, but it doesn't count as a loss. It counts as a draw when you look at the, when you look at the finished results, but, um, but yeah, they haven't lost a world cup game in 16 games. So this was always going to be difficult. Right. And I think some people were maybe buying into it a little, a little too much on how easy this would be for us. You know what? I, I couldn't tell any flu stuff going on here with the Dutch. They looked, it looked like we had the flu. We were super tired 30 minutes into the game, Logan. And part of that may be, I saw some people saying could be squad rotation issues, whatever. I think the biggest issue of that is we probably weren't expecting to have the ball that much. And then they were getting us on the counter and we were just getting gassed every time we have to go on the counter uh, and like track back. And follow that run and you know tyler adams made what some think is uh, a mistake and it was his only one of the tournament they have dest fallen asleep on his end and you have robinson falling at, <laughs> asleep at his end three 
goals scored by mistakes that were not present in the group stage. And this is just kind of the difference when it comes to facing world-class opponents compared to, you know, teams like Iran and, and Wales. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you hit it on the head. Like I, I know it happens in other sports too. It happens in the NFL where the offense, when it has the ball a lot, and, and this has happened uh, quite a bit in city games that I watched because I'm a Man City fan and you watch them play and there's times where the offense goes or the attack goes uh, non-existent just because um, they've got possession for so long. And there's a point where, I mean, we're a high pressing team. We press all the time. They try to use that as their advantage in the U S and at first it felt like the Dutch were ready to give us the ball. But then after that, I think it was just easier for them to kind of uh, control possession. I know there were times where we were pressing high and we couldn't get the ball back. And that that's not good for the U S because we'll just continue to press, I think too. And we'll kind of get into the Greg Berhalter stuff, I'm sure. But um, I just think there's times where, they, that we do things as reactionary and not, you know, you know, counter and just kind of help yourself win games because you can counter and do things better and kind of adjust. Whereas I don't think Greg knows necessarily how to do that. And it's really hard to get young guys to kind of understand that is they're playing this way. Now it's time to counter and play another, you know, a different way so that we're exposing the things that they're doing. But with a young team, you're not going to get that. And then with a really inexperienced coach in this level, I think you're also going to lack, you know, those adjustments that need to be made. Yeah. This is uh Louis van Hel's third stint as the Netherlands coach. He is so, he is so much more experienced than, than most of these coaches. He knew what he was doing. Like I said, uh, so Joe is saying Zimmerman was dreadful. I didn't find him too terrible in this game, but it was, he was in here to win headers because, of Virgil van Dyke. I, again, I don't think we were expecting they were going to counter as much as they were countering and bunkering as much as they were bunkering or else. I think Cameron Carter Vickers comes in if, if that's the case, right? Like, because that's what he did when he thought Iran was going to sit back for so long. He put in Cameron Carter Vickers and Iran came out and actually did more of like a mid block than a low block. And then now you have uh, the Dutch who went really low block, right? And he's all, the Dutch were, I don't know, 10 people in the box. Like, we couldn't find any any chances. It, you know, I've seen some people really get on Pulisic about the, the opportunity two minutes in. I think he has to hit it better. Uh, reading his body language, I saw him immediately look to the line ref, and I think he thought he was off and just didn't even bother taking as strong as of a strike as he, as he could. Um Turns out he was onside and would have counted. But uh, also, he's not the Landon Donovan or the Clint Dempsey. He's not a striker. Like, yes, a 10 can score, but like, we're already relying on on Pulisic too much. You know, he he played a role in all three goals in our tournament. And the thing is, when you only scored three goals in four games, it's not you're not most likely going to go through <laughs> in this tournament. You know. Uh, and this was the first game we had to be on our back foot. This is the first game that we ever found ourselves down a goal. And that created opportunities for us to really uh, play differently. And it, it, I think, I'm not sure if it got in people's heads or, or what. Then you have the questions like you were talking about with Greg. If, hey, is uh, Reyna healthy or not? Maybe they only thought he could go 45 minutes. So they're like, we'll put him in the second half. 
But the thing is, when you have to put somebody in two down, two nil down, you're already asking a lot. You're already asking a lot of that player to come in and make a difference. And uh, his first touch was also really bad. That first ball he got to him um, went right to a Dutch player. But that's kind of the frustration I'm feeling right now. It's not like, I think if you had told me we lose three, one of the Dutch, I would have said, yeah, sounds about right. But it was the way it happened, right? <laughs> it was the way it happened where we, we had so much possession. We had chances. One of our best chances is a Christian Pulisic uh, cross that I texted you, Logan was the best cross he put in, in the corner uh, on a corner, this whole tournament. And who does it fall to? It falls to Tim Ream, right? Like that is our issue is that our attacking players were not in the right places for finishing. Haji right with his awful touch when he had a one-on-one with the keeper. He somehow scores this amazing goal off his like back heel that I'm not sure he really knew was going in. But it goes in. It counts. Uh, and then what you could not absolutely do there, Logan, what you could not do is then give up that third goal, and that's what they did. I, I think if we kept it 2-1, you would have seen – I'm not saying we tie it, but I'm saying we would have had more chances. But once it's 3-1, it kind of really let the air out of the stadium. Yeah, but I mean, it, it, we talked about this. It was self-inflicted, all three goals. I mean, just – and then when you're back in it, that third goal is just a dagger because that 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 one, I think, out of all of them is probably the most unacceptable as far as the goals are concerned because cutbacks happen all the time. You get guys that kind of just fall asleep a little bit, and it only takes one second on those cutbacks is – as soon as a attacking player can get ahead of a defender in speed, then you're, you're really just not going to stop that. Whereas if you got a blind side that's just completely exposed, I mean, he just sat there. It was a sitting header. He just was wide open. Um, you can tell Tim Ream was like, dude, what are you doing? I have this guy marked. This was clearly communicated. Why are you right here with me? I don't need your help on this. Like, I, I don't get why. It wasn't like Van Dyke was charging down the pitch. This was a wide open open play it just felt very strange for the u.s just to kind of concede that kind of goal just because they do a lot better in those kind of situations they really do lack sometimes i think where the cutbacks weren't quite shocking because dest again is not an excellent defender he played well today but he's just not known for defensive um uh, prowess but I, I think if that's jedi he stops in and, and stops that but because it's dest i think blend being the experienced player that he is comes in and he doesn't score often, but he realized that there was a huge opening there where he could just get inside the box. And both of those cutbacks are just guys kind of losing track and losing Mark. Um, I don't know really what happened. I don't know if Tyler can necessarily catch uh, Memphis as he's kind of charging into the box late. Um, he looked like he could get in front of him if he had marked him just a, a tad earlier or whether Weston McKinney or anybody in that midfield could have picked him up earlier. But it just seemed like when the U.S., could have done things to help themselves out. They kicked themselves in the teeth. And that, and again, we talk about this a lot. They're the second youngest team in the World Cup, and that it shows. I mean, it, you know, experienced teams don't make that mistake. Um, if they do, it's once. And then they're like, we can't do that again. We cannot win this game if we keep making those mistakes. So then the screws tighten. Whereas I think this team, the screws don't tighten. And when you bring in other players off the bench, Jordan, I think that's something we don't really talk about, but we we could, is the fact that when you're bringing in younger guys, even younger guys that are even more, um, I guess, or less experienced than the guys that are currently on the pitch, then it's even more of like, oh, crap, we can't really have anything go wrong because I don't think this team 
is mature enough to understand how to fix those mistakes mid pit or mid match. And I, I think that's kind of the issues that we ran into, but that, that third goal was just completely unacceptable because we had a chance there. I think we could have gotten back in the game. I really do. I'm muted. Uh, Joe says the USA needed a few older players and that's the issue. We had a whole missing generation thanks to 2018 and, and just some of these, players that weren't stepping up at time. Um, So now we have all these young guys and these young guys, this is their first ever experience. So you take the good and the bad with having a very young team. Right. And that is uh, the inexperience, which can be a plus at times, right? Because they're like, we've never been at this stage. We're just going to do what we can do. And then also the inexperience of how to handle the frustration uh, of this. Um, but yeah, it is uh, just absolutely frustrating uh, loss. But, you know, I was thinking the Dutch would come out more and we would be the ones having to counter and, may- and maybe that would, but they kind of flipped that and put the pressure right on us by saying, have the ball, take the ball from us and letting us do whatever we could with it. And the thing is we couldn't, we couldn't do much with it. Right. Uh I liked when Weya took a shot from way outside the box because I was like, we need something to kind of open up this a bit. And he was the only one doing something for a while. Jesus Freire was totally invisible, Logan. I think I saw him maybe have two touches. And I'm sure he probably had more, but that, those were the two I noticed. Because, the, I mean, otherwise, he didn't really do much. Uh, and this is something I wanted to to bring up because I think – Sargent would have been set up really well for this game. He can hold up the ball a little better up top than Haji or Fiera. But the thing is, this is the way that he structured the striker pool, right? When he brought him in, he said, I'm going to have three different types of strikers. I'm going to have a Sargent type, I'm going to have a Haji type, and I'm going to have a Hazers Fiera false nine type. And the issue with that is when Sargent injures his ankle and he was the best looking striker we had at this world cup. You don't have a like for like replacement for him that you have with like a Pepe who can come in and do a better job than Jesus or Haji, right? And especially Pepe plays against Dutch players a lot. So maybe he would, again, they didn't really play Dutch like, I guess. So I don't know if that would matter, but that's where I look at it is we had an extra three spots due to the 26 roster due to COVID and stuff. Uh, so I would have thought you maybe bring four strikers, but he brought more midfielders. And then the thing is we'd even play some of those midfielders. I would have rather have another striker than have Luca Della Torre. He didn't feature at all. Why didn't he feature? I don't know. Right. Jordan but Morris too. <laughs> instead of Jordan Morris, yeah. right. He came in twice in really late game situations where it didn't matter. If you have like an, like another striker up top, I think that fits with, I I understand the concept of, I'm going to bring three different types of strikers because those three different types of strikers allow me to change the way we're playing. But again, it doesn't, it's the same thing that happened in 2014 when we lost Josie out the door and we had nobody else like him in the, in the team is because there was nobody like Josie out In this case, there was nobody like Sargent that can come in and play the way that he played, who looked really good against Iran and probably could have helped this team out a bit by holding on to the ball a bit more, probably getting into better spaces 
sometimes it looked like Jesus Ferrer was playing like where Musa was playing. And you're like, why is he so far back? Cause he's not getting the ball. He wasn't getting service to him. He wasn't moving around, uh, I think well enough at the top of the field. And he was kind of dropping a little bit more back to try to get some sort of touch. I really like to see if I can find a way to find out how many touches he had because I, it didn't feel like a lot at all. And there were times too that I noticed I was watching him off the ball. And as he was playing, there were times where he was, like you said, standing with other like wingers or midfielders, like within a five foot radius of them, like just standing there going, Oh, I shouldn't be here. I've got some issues where I, I don't know where to go. It feels like Jesus is, is if you're planning on uh, a holding like, I guess, sorry, a false nine, and he's just going to hold up play, then that's what you get with him. But I just never feel like, like, I don't know if you felt that way. I guess you did because he'd only had, like, two touches. But did it, it just felt like there were times He apparently where he had 26. Uh, really? I just looked it up. He apparently Steam. had 26 touches, which did not feel like that in the first half at all. If we look up at uh, Gio Reyna, who came in for him for the second half, had 40 touches. Yeah. So, I mean again just the difference that and again i think that's the question is was reina healthy enough to start if so why didn't he start you know i always say put your best foot forward when you're playing with house money the way we were instead we kind of just went with well sergeant's out so i guess and haji didn't look great against iran so we're gonna put fear in which is what i kind of figured when we were talking last week right i said if sergeant's not ready to go i'm assuming it's gonna be Hazard's fair and it was and he didn't do much. And then, uh, you know, you, you get the sub at halftime when you're already down two. That's what's frustrating is then it's too, it feels too late to make a change down to nothing. Right. You know, two nil they would say is a dangerous yeah. lead in soccer. And sometimes it is, we almost made it look like that when we scored to make it two one, but then we immediately give them another goal. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. The, the, the Dutch made us way too uncomfortable by giving us exactly what we wanted, which was the ball, which is what we were supposed to be able to do under Greg, right? Is we're going to change the way soccer is. We're going to, we're going to possess the ball. We're going to play this beautiful soccer. It didn't look like it out there today. In fact, I, I saw somebody say at halftime that this was one of our best performances. And I was like, I don't know what you're smoking. I really don't like, I saw somebody say that on one of these Facebook pages and they're like, should have been 2-2 and i was like yeah maybe but like england was our best game <laughs> the dutch made us look the dutch the dutch made us look inept at any sort of creative play because in their two chances that they had in the first half they score them and they looked like they were playing fifa on amateur they were making these i think they said it was a 12 or 12 pass sequence to get that first goal. It was Memphis, beautiful. Yeah. It was frustrating. Yeah. I understand it was beautiful for like uh, a whole like footballing sense. Right. But I, I'm not going to give them any credit for that. I I, I think <laughs> we, we like Anthony should have Jedi should have really pressured that cross. He lets the cross come into the box and Tyler Adams didn't pick up his guy or whoever was supposed to pick up the guy. We don't really know how, who was supposed to be who, but uh, most people seem to think it was Tyler Adams that had to pick up that guy. And that's what's frustrating is just kind of like, and, and then Jedi again at the end, you know, him and Reem on one guy and Reem's looking at him afterwards like, dude, that's your guy. 
you know and that's that's what's really frustrating is the way it happened and um i'm not sure how long it's going to take me to to get over this one but i i almost felt like i would have probably handled this better if we had lost against iran as dumb as that sounds like if iran had drawn with us at the last minute i would have been like this was lame we got knocked out of the group but the fact that we had it queued up for something that we were playing with house money and we didn't even take that chance just sucks. Yeah. I mean, the only time that it felt that way was when we brought it back to two, one, then it, then it started to feel like, Oh, it was too but then all of a sudden it was like, I think it was, well, you and I texted and we said that I think we have a chance to get back in this. And it then it was like a minute later that it was like, okay. <laughs> like we were yeah, texting. Yeah. It, it was, was like, a, okay, uh, control it. 76 minute we score 81st they score yeah i was gonna say it wasn't long but those five minutes long. felt like man we really are gonna get back into this i think i think we're gonna at least get chances where like man we could have gotten back into that game but then it was like the air just got lifted out of the building and then greg started to make the changes that you do when the games are over so i think it's two like, one i feel better about yeah. this but i think i i think my prediction last week when we are Tuesday or whatever, I said one, one extra time. It can go anywhere from there. And the fact is we didn't look good enough for it to be one, one. Uh, I, we're lucky. We even scored. That was a lucky goal. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. That was a lucky, lucky goal. And if we don't score there, Logan, we scored two goals this whole tournament. Two. That's not enough. And we always knew that was the weakness, right? The weakness was, the striker pool. Uh, the weakness was uh, some of these players that are not strikers not being able to convert. And uh, that's really where, where it came down to. I mean, Haji is actually the only striker to score and it was a, it was, it was a lucky deflection or off the, off the, uh, I don't know, off his heel and into the back of the goal. And that's our only goal from a striker. Pulisic, we relied, like I said earlier, way too much on him in the sense of our only goal contributions came from him. A goal and two assists from Christian Pulisic. And that's not what we need going forward. I I would assume Greg is done. And I don't think it's like he's going to get fired. I think his contract's going to be running out anyway. And I think it's just going to be one of those things where, you know, people in like the Dutch were talking up Greg Berhalter. A lot of other countries were talking him up. He might get other chances at a club team level. And um, I don't think anybody would really hold this result against him in the world. They'd be like, oh, they lost to the Dutch. Like, yeah, we'll still hire him. Like, I don't I don't think that's going to be a thing. The issue I have is, is, and Jonathan Tannewald brought this up, and I thought that was interesting, Logan, because this has something to do with the Philadelphia Union and the U.S. national team. So Jonathan Tannewald says, the bigger question to me is whether Ernie Stewart, who is like the GM of U.S. soccer right now, is willing to give the U.S. men's national team coach the ability to be tactically flexible. It is not a coincidence that Jim Curtin became as good of a manager as he is at the union after Ernie Stewart left Ernst Tanner freedom. And that's the thing too, is these Ernie Stewart led UST uh, uh, Philly teams kind of felt kind of familiar to this U S team. And I do wonder if Ernie stays in his position and if he's going to be the one hiring the coach, 
like I said, we might have somebody come in and, and build off what Greg does, but is it still going to be where we are totally inept at scoring goals? Which is, was Burhalter's MO when he was overseas and kind of the MO here with the, with the U.S. national team? How much is that is that we don't have a striker and how much is it is that the style of play doesn't really equate to our getting our best players in the position to score? Like I said, we had Ream trying to score. I think he was supposed to be there for the header, but the way that the ball fell, it, it lands at his like feet and he you know couldn't score that. So I don't know. I think going forward, where do we where do we go from here? Do you see Greg sticking around? The players seem to like him, right? So there's that. The players seem to get on with him. Uh I saw some people complaining about DeAndre and Sean Johnson getting called in, but I saw in Tim Weah's interview that they do yoga all together, and those two are the ones that really brought that in. So it's also like, okay, so some of these people are what they call glue guys, right? People that have the locker room, keep the locker room together. Obviously, I think those two are so they're 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 so old, they're not gonna be part of 2026, but I'm just like some of those things that people are complaining, we brought those two players on the players seem to be totally fine with bringing them. So there is a question of where does the locker room sit with Greg and what does Greg want to do? Does Greg want the stress for another four years for 2026? Because we're not going to have many chances like this, Logan. We're not going to have many chances of hosting a world cup with this young of a squad coming into their prime for 2026 and being able to make a big splash on the world stage. Yeah. I mean, I could see him. I could, I could actually see him moving on or, or at least hinting at the fact that he wants to move on in the U S saying, Hey, you know, this is kind of a mutual thing. Greg wants to coach club level again, because I do think, I do think teams will be after him because I think they, they kind of like the way, I mean, he brought, let's not ignore the fact that he brought this team back to the world cup stage um, back to a stage that, I mean, we, we couldn't miss out on again. Um, and not, I'm not going to lie. Like we came into this tournament and I didn't think we would compete as well with England. I didn't think that we would um, kind of get into this position where had things gone right, we should have beaten the Netherlands. Like I, I think there are some positives to take away that he's definitely done. And like you said, and we've talked about this for so long when, when he started to grab guys like Yunus Musa to come play for the United States when he's convinced Serginho Dest to come play for the United States. Like there's a lot of things that he's done that he's done well. And I think he helps young players develop because he is that guy. And if you listen to their phone calls and their FaceTime calls where he was telling them that he, you know, they made the squad, even a guy like Josh Sargent or even a guy like Ricardo Pepe. I mean, Pepe's basically said, He's never said anything about about Greg. He goes, you know, I thought I deserved a chance, but this is a really good team, and I know that that is a, a team I want to be on in the in the future. But he never did come out and say, well, this is Greg's fault. Like this is a Greg issue. This whole Geo Reyna thing, I think too. I think as kind of an aftermath, if nothing comes out and Geo was healthy and stuff like that, but then Geo is quick to say, hey, you know, you got to earn your. I think then that really will show you how much this locker room backs Greg. Um. From a perspective of a fan and somebody that wants to see this team do well, I, I would prefer they'd move on to like, I just feel like there's an element to Greg's managing style that is just missing. Like, I feel like there's not that next level with him. 
Like it's just so on the surface, you know what you're going to get. They're going to try to control the ball. They're going to place possession. And he was probably the worst manager as far as second half, um, I guess, adjustments were concerned. So I don't know. I'm torn because I I know the players probably like him and you could bring in somebody else. It's just a disaster, uh, which the U.S. seems to do. Um, But then again, like you said, if, if it's going to be kind of this president of U.S. soccer or somebody else above the coaching staff trying to control what the formations are, then this 4-3-3 that I think at times is a hindrance to us, and you and I talked about this, where I think there are times where a different formation or a different look would have been interesting, but we never got to see that. Um, Jordan, I think the next thing you see is, one, the decision on Greg Berhalter. I, I think it'll be quick. If it's going to happen, it's going to be quick. Um, because it, I think it's 2022 is exactly when his contract runs out. Once it ends, I think yeah, it's yeah, going to yeah, week. I, yeah, the be, con- Tom yeah. Bogert ends at the end of this 2022 World Cup. Yeah. So I think at the end of that week, I think you could very well see a decision on we're going to move on from Greg Berhalter or we're going to stick with him. Because, Jordan, we only got three and a half years. We're right back into yeah. competition in March. Um, we play some friendlies, I think, in Nations January. League. Yeah, We got so, Nations League. We might be Copa 2024 uh-huh. if we're in Copa America. That's a good shot, right? Like, yeah. I I I assume he's not going to be back, and I think yeah. for anybody saying it was nepotism and stuff with Jay Berhalter, yeah. But you know, a lot of those people that were part of the hiring process with Greg are no longer there, so that becomes another situation too. Of you know, it would have been unfair to Greg to not give him the chance of a world cup after he got you there. So now you saw what that was. And now it's time. Like I said, last week, we need somebody to build off of what Greg did and building off of that is getting more attacking chances, not just having empty possession and scoring. Those are the two big things I think we need to continue going forward. And it doesn't mean we need a number nine. We, we probably do, but I mean, Spain was scoring goals without a number nine. You know, they put seven against Costa Rica without an actual number nine on the field. So there are opportunities. I don't like the false nine that much, but uh, if somebody's going to come in and get us to score seven against Costa Rica in a World Cup group stage, that'd be great. Not that that's theoretically possible because we can't end up in the same group as them. But I was just spouting, you know, an example. You know, the, the next step, too, is better road performances. Right. And that's why a Copa America can mean so much. We just had a tournament. Our first tournament, Logan, that was not held on U.S. soil that we just played in. <laughs> right. Nations League is mostly on our soil when it gets to the knockouts. The, um, uh, or at least it was during COVID, right? Uh, the, uh, the World Cup it was our only one out of st- uh, off soil because the Gold Cup is always on our, on our soil. So what we need is more chances for these players to play in tough environments. And a Copa America that would hopefully not be held in the U.S., but held somewhere else. I don't know. Where is it in 2024? Because we, we played in one in 2026, and we did pretty good. Um, it is... Uh, they don't have a host country yet for 2024's Copa America, so they, they could end up making it us. But I would love to see it be like a Brazil or an Argentina that hosts that tournament that we can go there and have a chance in that summer and have a good tournament and get that experience in another host country. I know we're hosting 2026. So maybe you're like, well, 
Why does that matter? Because this team just needs experience in tough situations. In this 2026 hosted World Cup, there's going to be games where we are not the home team because this country is full of people from all over the world. It's a melting pot. We're going to have tons of visitors. We already have tons of people that live here that support their home country. That if we end up in a game against Mexico in 2026 World Cup or against, uh, I don't know, Italy, where there's a lot of Italian-Americans here, it's going to feel like a home game for those countries. So playing in like an Argentina-hosted 2024 Copa America could go a long way for us feeling a tournament outside of the U.S. And in tough situations, just tough, hostile environments. No, I totally agree. I think that, and, and again, playing on the road, it's a lot of youth experience. That's usually what hinders a team that is trying to go on the road and win. Um, which is why we struggled, I think, so much in World Cup qualifying, especially on the road against teams you shouldn't struggle with. Um, I get it that their atmosphere and their pitches are a whole lot different. It's a different ball game, But I think going to Argentina, maybe squaring off against a team like Argentina would be great. I think that that's the other thing, Jordan, with COVID restrictions gone now. If I'm the U.S., I'm calling these big teams like, hey, can we play you in a friendly at some point? Not, you know, hanging out with the, with no offense to them, but like a Scotland or playing with Switzerland, like I just yeah. I, the I feel the like issue is the the Nations League it is, is yeah. really thrown up, and yeah. I mean the Euro Nations League. Right. When they created that, that ended a lot of our opportunities yeah. for these type of games, and why then we created our own. Well, play. <laughs> I mean, play League. Japan a ton. Like hell, yeah. They, yeah, they play yeah. us. Like why not play Japan or Korea or some of these African teams that three I mean, Asian I know, teams in yep. the round of sixteen. Three. Yeah, yeah. that's really great. Right. So why not go play, play Australia, them? play yeah. New Zealand, play some of these countries that yeah. are not just Euro based, but also not just CONCACAF right. based as well. I think that's, another, it's just something we struggle with now, Jordan, I got, I got a list of, I don't know if you're ready to do this, but I've got a list of teams on a short list or sorry, a list of coaches. Um, and I'll read you I off this list. I thought you were going to call like pull up a list of like U16 players. No, like, no, so no, which no, one no, of these yet. are going to be 2026? No, no. Yeah, Jordan, let me, t- <laughs> let me quiz your knowledge on these youth players. No. Like, uh, I don't know. So Greg Berhalter, probably gone, I would say. Um, the next coaches that they have lined up, a lot of websites, I've been clicking through a bunch of them just to kind of gather a list. All right, so the lead man, which I don't, which is funny because it's leads, but uh, Jesse Marsh seems to be on top of everybody's list. Peter Vermees, uh, Tab Ramos, which I, I don't want. No, to no, no, uh, no, no, Greg Van. No, 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 no. <laughs> Tab Ramos. I'm sorry, that's a no. Luchy we saw Gonzalez? that with the Olympic qualifying. He didn't get there. What are we is he going to do? Jason Price might be uh, interested. I don't know. He just failed at Houston. What? What would? Why is Ramos on any list? It's yeah, on no. every list, dude. He's on every list. I, I don't know. get it. I saw but... somebody say they'd rather him than Burhalter, and I was like, you're drunk. No, <laughs> no, no. Now, I do like this one a whole lot, um, which I think it, it's very interesting. I don't know if they could pull it off. Um, maybe they could. Um, but having somebody like uh, Peter Vermees step in, I don't know if he's at that point in his career where he'd be willing of, to. Yeah, I, I think that would yeah. be going a little backwards in the sense of like, we wouldn't be playing. I don't know. I, I think I don't think it's I think it's young football. I think it's not. Yeah, I think it's time yeah. has passed. Right. I, I think the time for that would have been in the Bruce Arena when we were getting um uh when Jurgen got fired. Tata Martino has been thrown around. No, now. he just failed Mexico. Um, 
<laughs> no, no. I, I actually posted this as a tweet. I said, so it looks like Greg was the better choice over Tata Martino. I mean, Tata That's totally true. failed yeah. for Mexico. Totally, totally failed for Mexico. How about I pitch you a name and you tell me how much of a shot we have here? Pep Guardiola. <sighs> All right, so here's the interesting part. <laughs> so he has said to Manchester City Media that he would like to coach a national football team, mm-hmm. and the U.S. was one of the teams that he had mentioned that he would coach. And it would be a hosted – And it he, would be – He would be part of a huge hosted – He yes. loves Tim Ream. Yes. You mentioned that. <laughs> he likes Tim Ream. He absolutely <laughs> adores Christian Pulisic. Uh, I know that he has had uh, bouts with, um, with Tyler Adams – I know that he has talked about Tyler Adams. So I, I think it wouldn't be too far off. And I think Pep is very interested in the United States from everything I've gathered. Because there's actually a point, Jordan, two years ago, I think right around COVID when his contract was up the last time. And he just signed a new contract. But with that, you could he could leave and he'd be fine. Um, but it, it, he, he did mention that he would be interested and it started to leak that he'd be interested in coaching and being the director of football operations at NYCFC. If they ever built a stadium, they are. So I I think that's interesting to him. And I think Messi coming over here is interesting because it's like, okay, there's a bunch of people coming over that are guys that he coached. I I think he'd be interested in being in a league where these guys are playing still because he likes all this, his former Barcelona players. So I do. I think that there's a it's not out of the realm of possibilities. I think it would be difficult just because he's so happy at Manchester City. But I do think if you're going to get one of the biggest managers in the world, it would out of all of them. I think it would most likely be he or and I know this is crazy, too. I think Jurgen Klopp is also going to be interested, but I think he's waiting more for that German stake. And he Which might he get might that. Get, he might later. get that here. <laughs> right. Hansi um, Flick, yeah. though, like. If he's open, do you go, hey, if you want to come no, to the No, US, with, with how no. How bad the German team yeah. was, no. Well, they're, I, just, I they're just bad. Like, I, I'm sorry, but they just are. Like, they rely so much on Thomas Mueller and Ilkay Gundogan. There's nothing else left. They They've shouldn't have. Young he should not have brought those players. Yeah. They were too old. They, they were too old at this point. Um, but there's no perfect the, – the perfect situation, Jordan, is not going to happen for us because I don't think Jim Curtin is ready for the U.S. men's national team. He wants to go elsewhere, and that would well, be the ideal also, situation. Well, and also, like Wald mentioned, with with, uh, yeah. with Curtin under would Stewart, would, th- would yeah. that still work? Like, you know, it, it depends on how much power Ernie Stewart has, I guess, is, is the main question going forward. What about Oscar Perea? I would have said yes back when I did say yes when Burhalter was selected. Yeah. But the recent run in Orlando, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, I would say probably no. I'm just point. trying to think of other teams. You know who I, I think would be great for it, but I don't think ever would take it. I, I think like a Gio Savarese or uh, a Brian Schmetzer kind of guy would be. I don't want Caleb Porter. For the love of God, do not go get <laughs> Caleb Porter. I know that's been a huge name out there. And I'm like, come on, don't. Like that's just I feel like that's regressing to like yeah I just feel like that's a regression I I actually I think I, I think what Josh you have Wolf to would do be interesting <laughs> I think what you have to do Logan is you have to open it up we can't just select yeah. a U.S. Coach. have a big interview yeah uh, I understand Klinsman hurt a lot of people he hurt me as well but that was just one that was just Klinsman I mean <laughs> read Philip Lom's book about how yeah. horrible the manager Klinsman is but. Uh, and we gave him too much power. We gave him like the technical director and all that stuff. At this point, I think you open it up for 
it to be Wait, truly already. anybody's anybody's job yeah. interview them see what they want to do look at all their club histories look at their national team histories if you're going after another national league coach a uh, national team coach and then i don't know uh, make the right choice people are pointing out we only have this one shot for 2026 hosting and hosting a country you can't half-ass it uh going into this because and it's not just like oh you're gonna you're gonna make a deep run just because you're hosting that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about to inspire young children to grow this sport more in this country so we have better opportunities in 2030 2034 2030 onward so that way sometime in my life i can see this team effing win the whole thing but um I don't know. I don't think you make this choice super quick. And I don't think you make it super slow. That's what we kind of got in 2019 when we hired Greg is we had a whole year of 2018 of David Sarakan being the uh, incumbent or interim. With that left us a whole year that we lost out on developing some of these players or calling in some of these players. So, I would say maybe by April you would want whoever you think is going to be it going into it. I don't think you can waste a whole year. And the reason why I say April is because 2026, we're back on the summer World Cup. So you're going to want to make sure that you have somebody installed before the summer so that way you have three full years to get this ready for 2026. It'll be interesting just because it's a collision of who will be interested, who's going to step out of the club, I guess, realm. For, I think se. so many people should yeah. be interested because it is it's a, chance uh, a growing to be, country, yeah. it's a, a hosting nation manager job. And then with a team that, that should be, you know, at least going through to the eight, at least. So I, I think hope. you look at that. Oh, yeah, but the issue is but we're expanding see. teams, right? So we're expanding to like what forty-eight. So we're gonna have a round of thirty-two. Mm-hmm. So now you have to win two knockouts to get to the round of eight, and that—that's where it's gonna start getting into more problems. Yeah, and I, I, I'm excited just to see what names. Like, I it really would be interested to see. Like, here's all the names that want to come in, and I know they won't release that because they'll have they'll have coaches that don't want that out there, but it would be fun to kind of just realize like, Hey, these are all the guys that were interested in jobs with the, and I think a lot of the, a lot of the top coaching talent that, that the U S can now collect. I think it would shock some people just because I think there are some really top managers that, that might be on the end of their club career and want to do national stuff. So it, it would just be interesting to see if they could, if they could hook it. Could you imagine though, if they hook pep, <laughs> that was <laughs> At that point, you wait until the summer. I mean, yeah. I would allow them waiting until May or whatever. Could but you imagine <laughs> that would be, or even Jurgen. Like I would love if Jurgen would coach him. But yeah, I, I, and I do think his time at Liverpool. I think they said every three years after they really start to kind of like go off of their champion run, he leaves. So uh, he's right around that time where he'd be interested in leaving. I'm just not sure. I think Germany will quickly offer him a job yeah, yeah even if he says no <laughs> like i think that's who they want and i think that's i think that's what he wants but too. i do too i think he wants to coach for the help but 
again, it'll be interesting. Like we need a Louis Van Howe. Like we need somebody like that. We need somebody that's going to step in and just get this thing to another level because I don't yes. think Greg has that level yet. And the issue with that, right? If we're going to hire U.S. coaches, there's no U.S. There's coach no, at yeah. that level. No, no US the closest thing is, is honestly Jim Curtin or Jesse Marsh, and neither of them are going to coach, I don't think. And, and Jesse Marsh, it sounded like he really wants to stay at Leeds. I right. don't think he's going to – I mean, unless if they get relegated and he gets fired, I can see him taking the job. Yeah. But now, I think the, he wants to keep doing his Euro adventure for as long as he yeah. can. Now, uh, AFC Richmond, I know that their contract ends <laughs> this year. Um, there is so. a U.S. coach that is ready. It's Ted Lasso. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just tired of the Ted Lasso memes. I really like, I love Ted Lasso, but them being paired with the U S because it's other countries using them against us. Like here comes the, like, have you seen that Jordan? We're constantly now and Jesse Marsh is on TV in Europe. It says like the real Ted Lasso or like mm. the real, the, the uh, uh, realistic version of what we'd see with Ted Lasso. It's so stupid. I'm like, it, it's so dumb. We, Except for Ted Lasso has up. no soccer knowledge at all. Right. Like, that's, but is one hell of a coach. So he's, yeah, that's literally all of, lasso strength is man management he's greg berhalter uh <laughs> berhalter has the raw raw spirit but he doesn't have as much of the uh you know the technical level we need i think going forward all right so jordan kind of some like last thoughts i guess maybe um what what did you like from the world cup and then what do we need to work on in the next three years well i liked that it was a world cup and that we were in it I liked, That's I liked yeah. that a lot. That's always nice. Yeah, <laughs> we like to be in the competition we're looking for. Uh, I thought the I thought the England game was good. Yeah. Um, missed some chances there, though. I mean, if we would have won that, you win the group and it puts you up against Senegal. Senegal. Yeah. And I, I think actually, I'd rather face the Dutch than Senegal anyway. I think that Senegal the is going to be tough. Tough. Yeah. Be tough. Um, look, when you get to sixteen out of thirty-two teams, it's it's tough. You're going to face a good team, you know, and that's, that's where it falls apart uh, for us. And as people have pointed out, uh, this is the, where we expected the team to go. We didn't overperform. I don't think we underperformed in the sense of where we ended at. And we ended at the round of 16 and that's where I have seen this team end most of my life is at the round of 16 that we're out of the group stage. So I, I don't know. I think over time we'll probably look back at the Iran game, the way we look at the Algeria game, but this game felt a lot like the Ghana game in 2010, which was um, disappointment, disappointment. Um, I think the Belgian game in 2014 was always more like almost more. We were playing with house money at that point. We got out of what people considered the group of death. We faced off against a, a team that everybody had as the dark horse for the world cup that year. And Tim Howard stood on his head. Uh, this game is more disappointing than that because we didn't even need Turner to stand on his head. It was literally, they scored off their three chances that they had. And that was disappointing. Um, Turner came up with some big saves. Um, but ultimately it was, it was players leaving players unmarked that I think if if you asked me this question on Tuesday, I would have been a little bit more hopeful of how great this World Cup was. But now that I'm sitting here 45 minutes after the game ended, I am a little bit more down. And I'm sure I'll probably get a little bit more up on this team at times afterwards. But 
I don't know. I think I, I'm just happy we were back in the World Cup. But other than that, nothing really stood out. I think I think maybe Pool Six performance stood out for being um the engine of the team. The only reason we ever scored three of our goals was because of Pulisic. And I think Tyler Adams stood out as like I said he would at the beginning of the tournament. Other than that, it was a lot of a lot of gray, I'd say. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, I, I think a, a, another thing, too, that was kind of a bummer I, and maybe a good thing for the U.S., you didn't have a fully healthy Weston McKinney. Um, Pulisic has, as good as he played in this World Cup, I mean, he's hardly touched the pitch at Chelsea. I mean, this is a guy that plays only real full games, Jordan, when he's playing with the U.S. men's national team now. He's going to get a transfer, and I think it's going to be to a team that Jordan, I think, will will enjoy watching him play with, whether that be Arsenal um, or I think Newcastle, I think Newcastle will probably end up with him. And that's massive for him because one, that team's going to be get progressively better and become one of the top world, I, I think football powers. Um, so I think that helps him play there. Um, and I think he's going to get a lot of years under his belt there with Newcastle. I love the idea of him playing at St. James park, going in as the underdog against all these bigger teams while Newcastle still tries to balance out what they're doing. And Newcastle's played progressively better. I think Tyler Adams and Brendan Aronson growing at Leeds is the next big thing that will happen too. Um, so I think there's a lot of positive as far as our key players are concerned. However, that being said, Jordan, there's still a lot of gray areas that I'm really concerned with. I'm concerned with the center back issue. Like I, I am concerned when we last saw Miles Robinson, if you don't remember, he was awful. Um, Walker Zimmerman did not look like he could play on that level yet. Um, I don't know what it is about Walker. I don't know if it's, you know, maybe some confidence issues or what it might have been. Maybe he's just not used to that kind of competition yet where he's, you know, playing in a league maybe that. I thought he was mostly fine. I mean, I, th- I think in the sense of like this defense was not a problem before today. No. And, and that's that's the biggest issue. And I don't even think he was the biggest problem of this defense. It was um, a lot of tracking you know like i said like we said he's not gonna get any help from he's not gonna get any help from his he's not gonna be part of 2026 anyway so i guess so i guess it doesn't really but it'll be interesting to kind of see i think scally ends up being a huge part eventually i think ccv is going to be a huge part eventually i think mark mckenzie um is going to be a nice solid backup if not you know i'm down on mckenzie but i think he's a good depth piece I, i think there's issues where right now the u.s just don't have some depth and some key areas. One being that center back position. I think Jedi is fine. Like I think we found out that Jedi can easily play at this level. Um, there's just some times where he looks a little like, Oh, what the hell? Um, yeah, but yeah, then, yeah. but then there's other times where it's like, man, he's playing really well. So like today I thought he played extremely well. He probably one of the better guys on the pitch today, but except for get, he was well, except for the one, he, he, getting yeah, lost. Except for, yeah. Except for getting uh, lost. Even the yeah. first goal, he should have right. pressured the ball a bit more, but yeah. But up until that point, he had had a good match. Um, but I think that Here, here's thing... a positive I'll say. I know yeah. I mentioned Tyler Adams, but I say that we actually have him as the captain going forward. I think there's nobody yes. else that should be captain going forward. I think that was settled. Right. This... He's Sam Wilson to Christian Pulisic's Steve Rogers. So I right. feel like that's a, it's a great comparison. He's passing off the shield. And God, what a person to pass the shield off to. Uh, and if we can find somebody to be his Bucky, which maybe it's Brendan Aronson. I don't know. But. Uh, although Timothy Weah was really damn good. So, uh, Jordan, I think the next three years, too. What about this idea? Uh, whoever's taking over, why not just throw out 
anybody and everybody at the number nine position and go, let's just try to figure this out for the next World Cup because that's our big issue here. Trying to find somebody that plays well with that front two or three or whatever you're going to play. And that's a difficult think, thing to do until you can find that. I think that's the that's big, right? Yeah. We, we can say all we want about how we don't have proper strikers, but also I don't right. think we tried enough. I don't no. think we tried enough. Uh, I'm not saying people, Vasquez. I'm not saying Vasquez solves anything. I don't think he should have been on the team. Right. But the fact they never called him in on any of this yep. during his hot season was awful. Because what if you did bring him in and he and he did well? You know, then you're like, oh, we actually have a chance now, right? Not bringing Pepe, I think, was a bad choice. We talked about that enough. Um, but I, I think just trying, like you said. Uh, Tenorio pointed out that Reyna had never even played as a false nine with us, and he never played as a false nine with Dortmund. The last time he played as a false nine was in a U19 game, I think it was, against the Dutch where they lost 4 nothing. okay? Now, we put him in for Fiera in a position he hasn't played for a lot. Why didn't we try that over time, right? We had tons of friendlies. We had tons of chance. Just... I understand he wasn't always healthy either, but I mean, there should have been opportunities where we're trying all these people in different positions for these meaningless games. These nation leagues games that, that in this group stage, Logan, that uh, I think we started, right. We had two group stage games in the summer window that meant absolutely nothing because they were like the worst teams we could get drawn with. That's where we should be messing around with a lot of this stuff. And with games that we should automatically be winning. Um, not these tough games. I, the, the fact that Jesus Ferrer's first touch as a World Cup player was in the round of 16 is is really what sucks, right? Like, So, so those are the questions we have. I think going into 2026, you're going to see a lot of different stuff in the, in the nine position because we, we have to figure this out. <laughs> we have to figure this out for... 2026 because it's the biggest weakness we have we thought the defense was our biggest one of our biggest weaknesses that looked pretty good except for today so i think going forward the weaknesses that we need to sort out is that is that number nine and it doesn't mean it's always like i thought sergeant looked really great doesn't mean he's always going to be really great we need options we need backups we need if sergeant's injured we need if geo's injured we need if um Okay, so we have a comment here. Are you guys content or disappointed with what they achieved in this World Cup? We kind of been talking about this, but I think ultimately I'm content because it's what was expected around the 16, but I'm disappointed at how this game played out with the those three goals were preventable. Those three goals were preventable by just marking your guy. And uh, we didn't do that. I think, I think if it was, if we lose one one, go penalties or go extra time and then lose two one like we did against Belgium, I think I feel a little better about it. I felt really great about that Belgium loss, actually. Um, yeah, we were the only Concacaf team that made it to the knockout, so I feel good about that. But I just asked this too on Twitter, and I want to get your thought, Logan. Did 2018 missing that World Cup? Did that change what we? Uh, did that change what we were supposed to do in this World Cup? And what I mean by that is, 
as people have pointed out, the goal has been to get out of the group since like 2002. And now it's 2022. And that's still the goal. I assume if we made 2018 and we got out of the group in 2018 and lost in the round of 16, I would assume this year we'd be like, we need to go quarterfinal. But I think because we missed it altogether, we are a little bit more lenient on what we expected. Somewhat, yes, but also no, because now, Jordan, had we had four or five of those leftover players that were still that generation that's missing from this team, then yeah, I, I would have, even if we'd have missed 2018, I still would have gone, okay, we missed 2018, but this team has some experience. We should, but looking right, at this right. roster, man, like it, it's just, we're playing a 20 year old kid as one of our best players. Like, <laughs> like Eunice Musa is one of our top talents. Tyler Adams, I think is 21 or two. I mean, come on, 24. captain, 24, okay. Uh, but still, 24 years old, and that's our captain. I mean, hell, look at the other teams. Some of them have, like, Danny Glenn, who's, like, 30-something. So, yeah, uh, yeah, this is just, yes, in some ways it does. I think this team had – now, what you said, Jordan, it was disappointing this match because I think we, on paper, have talent that could have and should have gotten us to the round of eight. Yes, absolutely. But I think because of the inexperience, it just didn't happen, yeah. you know? Jesse says, why not a foreign coach for 2026? We talked a little bit about that, I think, before you before you may have came on. We did talk about, look, dream list for me was Pep Guardiola, right? Not going to happen. But I think what I said um, not that long ago, in case the people are just coming in, is I said, open it up. Open it up for anyone, anywhere. Take interviews. We're not so sure we have that American coach that can take the team to the next step. So it's it's time to open it. Look, Canada hired a Brit, right? Like th- these things happen. And I don't think we're too scared to do that, actually, because we've done that with the women's team a lot. So they're hired by the same people. So yeah. I, I would assume that we would be okay with doing that. We hired Klinsman. That backfired. But, you know, it had a good 2014. But after that, he totally lost the dressing room, created divide between the foreign players and the non-foreign players. It created a whole bunch of stuff. But uh, I assume I, what I do want is I want another coach of Greg's caliber of man management. Yeah. Getting the recruits, making everyone feel like a team and the cohesiveness that Mm -hmm. everybody had each other's back. That's what I liked about him. And that's what I want from whoever the coach is going forward is make people feel together. Make them feel together. <laughs> I mean, honestly, uh, I don't think Greg should be the coach, but that's just my opinion. I just think it's. I don't think. Point. I thank you for the comment, Kane. I don't think you should let that affect if you if you come back to watch the World Cup in twenty twenty six. Get behind the team, right? Uh, they're not the ones that make the the decisions, but he's gone. I, I guarantee you, he's gone. Is is my thought process. Oh, sorry. I think we post press at the yeah, same time. Yeah. I'll take Pochettino. I, I will not take Tuchel. Yeah. So Pulisic going to be playing left back for the U.S. <laughs> no. men's national team? No. no. I mean, no. that would open up another spot for the wing that I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be like, you know what that would create? That would be like the Klinsman leaving Donovan <laughs> off the roster. It's like 2026, like Pulisic doesn't make the roster because Tuchel's coaching. Gosh. No, yeah, no. But Pochettino, I like that shout. That's actually good. I like that. I think that's a, that's actually more doable, I think, than Pep, honestly. Like, I think grabbing Tomas Pochettino for, for, a, for a U.S. men's national team would be a hell of a hire. So that's kind of cool. 
Yeah, uh, thank you for the comment. I I do hope that everyone's able to enter for 2026. Uh, I know, uh, you know, to be able to enter this country and and, and come in here. Yeah. Um, We also got some love here. I don't think you have to worry about 2026. Um, I think you'll be allowed uh, as far as. Well, we'll see. 2024 is the election. We'll see. We'll see. Um, We'll we'll keep you updated. (laughs) (laughs) Keep me updated. (laughs) Yeah, because we'll see how that goes. We'll tweet out out an Instagram or we'll put out an Instagram post of all the passports allowed. So, uh, yeah. yeah, But if anything, uh, actually, Safair, or I think think that's how you say it. Um, Sorry if I butchered that. But I think you can actually maybe. There's a country, it's one of the islands, and uh, I, a guy on YouTube t- did this. He actually went to one of the islands that it does take an Iran passport and Egypt, I believe, um, which were both very difficult to get over here in the U.S. Um, to, to allow you know travel between the U.S. and different countries. There's an island. I forget what the island's called, but you might want to look this up. There's a there's an island that actually does, for, the, for a lot of the Middle Eastern, um, I'm a dual national. Yeah, I still think you might want to see if you can find some of these uh, places are giving uh, passports out and visas out like they're candy and you might get lucky and you can actually claim citizenship for like, I think it was like a hundred bucks or something just to get over here and then you don't have to worry about it anymore. But I think that was something that a lot of people were looking at because yes, US and Canada too. Canada will be a very, uh, I think, strict on what they allow as well too. So it'll be interesting. The US. Here's a quote from Louis Van Hall. Okay. <laughs> The U.S. men's national team didn't adapt. They didn't adjust. We made our tactical plan based on targeting the flanks. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You, that's been, that's the been the thing of the yeah. World Cup is not adjusting, right? Yeah. I feel they like they clogged up the midfield and nothing was done about it, Jordan. We told you and I talked about it time and time again. When they clogged up the midfield, you've got to do that. You've got to look on the flanks and you've got to look on the outside and try to work your way in. And the U.S., that's the bad thing, too. The U.S. just don't have guys that do that very well. So, uh, the, the issue with Louis Van Hall is that he is actually going cancer treatment right now um, for, I think, pancreatic or prostate cancer. So I'm not sure if he even wants to – I guess it depends on that, yeah. um, Jesse, on how he does. That would be that. a hell of a hire, though. <laughs> I'd take yeah, it. I would, I, would. <laughs> um, I, really I don't like, know. That. I mean like- – He's getting up there. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say he didn't look healthy today. I didn't know that he was not. Yeah, no, he's he been uh, fighting I it. Say he did not look now. healthy. Yeah, so. he's been fighting it for a few years. I take Wayne Rooney. No, no, I'd he has to him. turn DC United around that's first. <laughs> no, that's oh god, that's going to be impossible. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, Aaron Lusada. <laughs> Here's what I'll say is uh, I, I don't expect us to sign a big name coach, uh, but I- I'm hoping. Would you throw your money at Josh Wolf, like the fancier no. version of Greg Berhalter? No, no. Ronnie Dyla? No, uh, I'm not taking any MLS coach. I'm not. He's not. He's not MLS. Uh, what well, about? He's not anymore, but he was. I, I would. I would. Uh, yes, this is it, Zafir. Uh, we need an experienced international coach. It's a totally different game than the club level, is what I'll say. So I'd I'd like that. I would like that. I'm just. Tra- I don't even know who that is. Harvey Renan. I don't know. Who oh that yeah, is. he was the he was the coach for uh, Saudi Arabia. Oh 
Yeah, the one was he the one that was? Yeah, Yeah. he was the one yelling, (laughs) and they were like trying to translate, and they had to yell in English so that kind of looks like Jamie Lannister a bit. Yeah, okay, that's yeah, yeah, he, uh, yeah, he's coached Morocco and he coached Saudi Arabia. So I mean, I I was gonna say I thought I recognized him from somewhere else. I think it was Morocco. He also coached Zambia and uh, Angola and Ivory Coast. Hell yeah, I'd take that. He coached really good teams then. If he's coached Ivory Coast, Morocco, Saudi played really well. Um, he's won the Africa yeah. Cup of Nations uh, he two times. English, so that would work. He's able to communicate with players. Although a lot of our guys, I think, what, Des? So is his first language not? I don't think it's English. It's for genius. Oh, I, I agree, Jesse. I think we should hire a big-name coach because we are hosting. And I think we have an opportunity Ooh, to no, because not Rafa. we are hosting and because yeah. it is such a, a, a big thing. I'm not so sure Zidane would do it. I wouldn't take Rafa, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I like the, I'm really into the Pochettino but, show. But your now. head's in the right spot. Your head is in the right spot of we need a, a big name coach. My, like I said, is up there. <laughs> yeah. Get in there. Um, England might need him because they got relegated in their group over there. So. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of feel like I, I, Again, these are not the same people that hired Klinsman, but I'm thinking maybe that put something in the in the water where they're hesitant to do. I, I don't know, but Patrick Vieira, Wilfred Nancy. Nancy's about to get announced as the crew coach. Actually, is he really? But, yeah, I didn't uh, see that. yeah. Morocco did play very well in 2018 as well. They played really well again this. And he year coached too. them well. The Ivory Coast team he coached well too. That's yeah. a good name. Yeah. I like that. Let's keep that on the back burner. Is it you pronounce it? Hervé. Renard. Yeah. Plus, he's just good looking, man. He'd sell a lot of GQ stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? There was that whole... Actually, he's alive. <laughs> there is this whole... There is this whole uh, Fox News article about how our coach needs to dress better because he's wearing sweats. And I'm like, okay, well, Herb Renard, he can, he'll do that. And then you had the Dutch today look like they were like a pre- or like a, a social or secret service. They were all dressed up in certain yes, time. The one yeah. guy had the big black glasses sitting next to Louis. It looked like he had like a earpiece in too. It looked like he was going to take was, out yeah, secret service. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> that was, yeah. Yeah. He'll, he'll definitely. <laughs> the best dressed at the at the world cup yeah, yeah the, the women, women will tune, tune in, in. Yeah. absolutely i know a lot of uh accounts got a hold of uh his picture and were like yeah, who's this guy yeah like yeah. i'll watch soccer <laughs> if this guy gets to coach so yeah you're right i think you would definitely so, yeah we, we need we need that market uh we need to grow the ratings but uh you know if he can if he can coach this team that would that would be great too that's a really good shout uh i don't expect it I, I don't know what to expect. It's a pretty good name. I really though. don't. I don't know what to expect, but um, he'd be one of those sneaky hires, though. You think? Yeah. Ultimately, I want something like that. I, w- I yeah. want an experienced international coach or a big name club manager like a Pep that's going to grow the style that Greg has already set forth. Um, doesn't have to be Pep. I'm just saying somebody like that. I, I think there's a way to do it. I, I would not really want to take Rafa. I wouldn't want to take Thomas Tuchel. I think there's better options than, than those out there. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at that, and I'm thinking Thomas Pochettino. Yeah, now I'm going to be disappointed if we don't hire him. Right, right. I know. Now I'm, like, sold on Airbay. Like, I, I'm just like, come on. Uh, I, we don't sign this good-looking man. 
But yeah, I mean that's a that's a really good. Could you imagine if he got hired and he would be right? So fair, he'd be like, ah, look what I. Oh did. yeah, yeah. On yeah. Stateside Soccer Show, I, I was. The I first. called that. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he'd right. be able to say. Yeah, that's great. Um. Yeah. Anything else before we before we wrap up here? I think ultimately we ended up a little bit more positive uh, than uh, than. Yeah. The, well, sorry, we both pressed it. <laughs> Swedish. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, people share that picture all the time. Fired for the lack of offense, and that is what we had here as well. For this whole cycle, I mean, it's been the issue. Jordan, you and I talked about it for time. I mean, dude, the, uh, when it went to two, I'm like, I don't, even, I can't remember the last time we scored two goals on purpose. <laughs> like, it wasn't was against that? a good team. No. I don't think so. I can look actually. Let me see. It wasn't this World Cup. Uh, let me look up. Can, does FB Ref have U.S. national team on it? Because I can easily see two. Last yeah. time we scored two goals. Yeah, they actually have a really good landing page for all the national teams. To be honest, last time we scored two goals was against Morocco in June. In a friendly decent team. Yeah. Before that, Panama, which wasn't a great team. Honduras before that. We scored three. We scored two against Mexico, two against Costa Rica, two against Jamaica, four against Honduras. That's going back to September of last year. Not a lot of games with two goals. So, of course, when we, exactly like you said, when we go down two, two goals. Uh, yeah, and we still don't know how that's going to be set up. Uh, apparently, it was going to be th- groups of three for for 2026 but now because of how action-packed these last group stage games were they weren't you know they're thinking of maybe splitting it up into four groups uh, groups of four 12 groups of four i think yeah 12 groups of four with then some of the third place teams getting out but i mean those games were so exciting with the simultaneous kickoffs you can't lose that Mm -hmm. you can't lose that three groups if you had three team groups, that thing's over by match day two. It's just over by match day two, I think. And this, and I think they're going to move more towards this three country hosting thing because I, from what the sounds of it, the bids that are coming in are three country or two. Well, because they're going to because they're going to have, have forty eight yes. teams. They're going to yep. have to have the stadiums, which I like because I think New Zealand, Australia, I think that'd be fascinating if they could get one together. That'd be cool. Um, That's where that it should go. Uh, they were up yeah. for it. They were up for it in 2022, along with us and Qatar. And I thought for sure it'd be us or them. <laughs> yeah. But this U.S. one, like, wins, but... you could definitely play, like you said, uh, you could even play, even like expand it to where you're having three or four matches simultaneously go on from different groups. Man, could you imagine that? Like that whip around show with four games going, two different groups going up and down, up and down, up and down. Yeah. The wow. thing is, we can host. We can host easily 12, 12 yeah. groups of four. Some yep. countries won't be able to. Yeah. Our so time zones be, really help. But Time yeah. zones help. How's CONCACAF qualification looking like? Uh, we, get, we got in. I don't think we already qualified. I don't think no, they've announced that yet. Uh, it's going to look weird because there's three of us, right? Yeah, that's weird. Well, I think we're going to get another three teams in. Um, oh, that'll be fun, though, because you'll get teams that are like, like the Bahamas could. I think we like... have five and a half spots or six spots. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think here. I'm look. I'm looking it up now. We're supposed to get. 
I think it's six. We're either okay. So here's the thing: we're either going to have three plus three, which would be the three hosts plus three, or four plus three, which is three hosts and four getting in, or five plus three. They don't know yet. Uh, the OFC spots. It's still looking like only one or two. Yeah, that's really OFC. Bad. That's uh, Australia, New Zealand, right? It's Asia. Oh, Oceania, sorry, it's o- it's Oceania. Yeah, that's yeah, uh, that's, that's New Osh- Zealand and like those countries, uh, the islands. As, it has uh, gotten more complicated. Australia moved to Asia. It has gotten a lot more complicated with all these teams being added. Uh, UEFA is set to get maybe sixteen teams. I don't think so. I don't think they're gonna. I hope they don't get more than sixteen. I think. I think that'd be crazy. I think the African nations need another spot. To be honest, they the, do. They, They've they been really like, good. Yeah, they've been really good. They're supposed to get nine or ten for our twenty twenty four. I know there were. I think there were also talks about possibly redoing the Asian qualification stuff because I think Asia's gotten a lot more teams that like you've got. Like I don't Asia's think Asia's supposed to get eight host. or nine. Yeah. Asia says eight or nine here. How many do they have before? Six, seven. Uh, Asian teams have really no, impressed. I don't Kintar. think so. Yeah, the Asian teams have been really good. And, and you're missing, I mean, obviously you're missing Russia. Um, so, and Ukraine. Ukraine could have easily made the World Cup too. Four and a well, half. Hold on. Wow. Uh, they had four and a half plus the yeah. host though. So that'd be yeah. five and a half. So it would be close to the six that they're going to, no, what did I say they're getting? Eight or nine? Yeah. yeah. That's so a big increase. Almost That's doubling. Good. Yeah. That is good because they, they've gotten a lot of, like uh, Saudi looked great. Um I think a lot of the Asian teams, because I guess Ukraine would, is Ukraine technically? UEFA. UEFA, yeah. Did we get out because, what? did we get out because we weren't too concerned about finishing top over? I don't think so, because no, I don't Senegal's know if good. Senegal either. Yeah. That's, I think African, people are underrating Senegal due to Mane being out. African nations are a bear. You'll see. They'll Ghana was a weak some point issues. for us for a yeah. while. So I, I, I don't know. I think Senegal. Uh... Okay, so here, you know when qualifying starts so far? Conobol starts March for 2026. No way. <laughs> yes. According to Wikipedia, Conobol starts their start date March 2023 for qualifying. Holy crap. And then Asia will start in October. We only and have UEFA, two UEFA will start March of 2025. <laughs> we start 2020. We, we already qualified. Four. We started our qualification today. We, and we, we already made it. We already made it, guys. We are that good. We are so good in this Netherlands game. They're like, you know what? <laughs> They're like, you get to host it next time. And <laughs> you, you can't get defend anyone. So that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. That's fun though. I, I some of these teams don't. Uh, some of these qualification areas like Africa don't have a start date yet, and Asia don't. I mean, Oceania don't have a start date yet. And neither does Concacaf. That's because they don't know how they're going to do it, I guess yet. But they have to figure that stuff out soon if these teams are qualifying. <laughs> if they're starting in October teams. and March. Yeah. They have to know how teams are getting it. Wouldn't we have done better against Senegal since they're? We are tactically better. See the African teams, but the but watching, I watched a ton of Afcon. Tactics kind of go out the window with the African nations, just because they just try to run you to death, and they they're they're actually really good defensively. Um, so I think 
there's going to be there's a time where they're difficult to play just because you don't know what you're going to get with them. Um, I think that's the biggest thing that I can kind of add. Iran suffered because of the anti-Iranian uh, regime. They threatened players to avoid support for the people. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that, that was, was a big, big story. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm assuming that uh, Iran will be uh, back in the World Cup in 2026. I, I'm assuming also Russia will be back in 2026, mm-hmm. depending yeah. on the situation. It, it depends on how yeah. it goes with Ukraine still, I guess. Although, right? although, I guess, Jordan, I guess it would be because they start sooner rather than later. That could well, they actually... don't start until 2025, Russia's UEFA. So I, I assume... So it just depends on the conflict there, I think. Yeah, it, they have two years to figure out... To stop their to going stop into other people's jerk. countries. Yeah. Two players didn't make the team uh, for Qatar for expressing support. Many former players were arrested. Yeah. Yeah, there was talk it's... of them dropping somebody else before the tournament, but they yeah. didn't. Um... It's really too bad what's going on in, in different countries. It just... It's unnecessary, all this stuff. But again, um, it's tough to watch the people from Iran because of how many people support the people back in Iran and just falling apart because this was one thing that they had going for them and to be able to be bounced out. Should Pulley go back to Dortmund and join Geo? That'd be he's fun. Do something. Yeah. Uh, fun. He's got to leave Chelsea, is yeah. my thought. But stay whether in a big league. Whether it's January or the summer, he, he's got to move to somewhere he'll actually play his position. Al Nasser with Rich, Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For a hundred million a year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree though. He's got to go somewhere that will, will play him um, because it's, it's, uh, it's not good. Um, I would so, hope that Potter, Grand Potter watched this and said, actually, if I play him in his position, he gets a lot of chances yeah. and will be helpful. But I don't know. He's British. He's also stuck in his ways. So, are you currently in Iran? Like, where are you currently? I don't know. If yeah, you stay safe that. if you are. Um, yeah, I don't know if you ever got where we, where you actually were. But. but yeah, I guess we'll start winding it down. Thanks for everybody coming in and and commenting. Uh, is Messi to Miami a done like deal? It. Not yet. Uh, not like official, official, yeah. official. But paperwork uh, seems to be there. It sounds like maybe enter it starting this summer, which sucks. I, I would have much rather if they if he would relent and come in January. January, because, yep. Uh, you know, only getting he's already old, and then only getting half a season for his first season. Live in Sweden. Ooh, beautiful place, Sweden. Oh, yeah. There we go. There you go. Sweden's nice. That's on my list eventually. The home was Latan. Latan. Been here since childhood. That's good. Yeah. There are questions from the viewers. Any other questions about MLS or the World Cup, the U.S. men's national team? Uh, let's go through, Logan. We still, while people are commenting, I still actually have to read the results for the rest of the games that have happened since the last time we recorded and the games that are coming up in the round of 16. So let's go ahead and do that. Wednesday, Argentina beat Poland 2-0, and Saudi Arabia uh, lost to Mexico 2-1. But it was not enough for Mexico to go through. Once they gave up that goal, uh, they were in some trouble. They would have needed two more goals to go through. 
Uh, then we also had Australia beating Denmark to move on to the round of 16 for the first time since 06, and Tunisia beating France, who was already through 1-0. Group E, we had Germany beat Costa Rica 4-2, but there was a scary moment for Germany where and for Spain where Costa Rica had the lead and Japan had the lead and would have sent both Germany and Spain out. But Germany win, still not enough to get through as Japan beat Spain, and Japan tops the group with Spain in second place. Morocco beat Canada 2-1. Zayek playing well again there, something up with Chelsea. And then uh, Croatia draw with Belgium 0-0, sending out an old Belgium side that is over the hill group g cameroon beat brazil yesterday one nil uh wasn't enough to get them through as switzerland beat serbia three two and uh group h uruguay beating ghana two nil and south korea beating portugal two one in the 90 plus minute that was enough to get south korea through uruguay needed one more goal to score and they would have been through and then luis suarez cries on the bench and everyone smiled okay (laughs) round of 16 usa lost the netherlands 3-1 and then coming up at two o'clock in like 20 minutes here 40 minutes argentina versus australia uh people said of course since the u.s lost that means australia is going to win right because we would have then faced australia i feel it man in the water (laughs) somewhere crikey crikey wow we got a lot of questions and stuff going on here are we from the same state no No. logan and i actually met in uh logan's from south carolina lives in florida i am from maryland and live in maryland but we met in florida when we both worked for disney so that was that was good morocco yes they gained seven points that was really good from that group and should mls have relegation that's yes but should never it will never exist because the u.s is greedy That's my answer. That's the best way I can. And if it gets that. Baltimore a team, the answer is yeah. yes. If it doesn't get Baltimore a team, right. then I don't know. <laughs> the U.S. owners that own these MLS teams would never let them are the NFL owners. They're never going to allow yeah, it. Yeah, they would lose so much money. So. Okay, coming up tomorrow is France versus Poland at 10 a.m. and then at two o'clock is England versus Senegal. Then on Monday at 10 a.m., it's Japan versus Croatia, which is a game I'm really looking forward to. That'll be a good game, man. And Brazil-South Korea at 2 o'clock on Monday. That's another fun one. I hope South Korea can pull that out. Um, Tuesday, Morocco and Spain at 10 o'clock at 10 a.m. is how I was going to say it. Then it said o'clock, and it sounded weird. Okay, Portugal and Switzerland at o'clock. That's our round of 16 games. So I think Logan and I, we should record Tuesday after those games, and then we'll look ahead to the quarterfinals. And whenever the quarterfinals. Yeah, we get to watch. No more stress. I'm I'm rooting for Australia. (laughs) But once they're out, it'll be like rooting as a neutral. I'm rooting for one of the Asian teams, okay? Or Africa. I think they deserve it. If Japan and South Korea can get through. Sorry, European teams. I don't think you deserve it. (laughs) I want to see a new winner. That's the thing. There are eight winners ever. Only eight. Yep. And, uh, yeah. Um, Thank you. If the MLS had relegation, we'd produce harder players and not depend on players from the EU. Um, I'm not so sure. I don't know if we'd produce harder players because I don't know if they would play as many Americans because they would be worried about losing their job and getting relegated. So I, I, 
there there's definitely a give and take there i'm not sure and yeah great stream take care guys thank you safir thank you jesse for your comments next time i'm sure we'll do a whole episode about if mls should have relegation at one point but off season we'll be back tuesday to talk about the round of 16 finishing and we'll be back tuesday to look ahead at the quarterfinals but Thank you all for coming out. If you want to follow us, it's at Stateside Show on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. That's everything, right? Those, yeah. those are all Subscribe, the like, Email comment, us, share us. With all your we have questions, a podcast. Yeah. And concerns. Do it all. All right. Thank you all. Have a great rest of your week. End. <laughs> Weekend. <laughs> Throwing his body in, it's going to fall for Ibrahimovic! Oh, come on! Come on! Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show as we recap the U.S. Men's National Team, Americans Abroad, MLS, USL. This is Stateside Soccer Show, presented by Stoppage Time Soccer Show. Have a good one.